I was asking Michelle this morning, how come there's always more drama in the women's home than in the men's home? And she said, because they're women. I'm like, okay. So, uh, like again, thank you, Jonathan. That was awesome. It's really good. Yes. It's really good to see people coming out to support one another because this is a really important work that's being done here. Amen? Amen. Uh, in the next few weeks, there's going to be two funerals here. Um, I, I guess you can all guess what they're about, uh, people that have been, been involved in their addiction. And it's, it's just a sad reality of what I do pretty regularly as a pastor but it's just also it's just a fact of life about what's going on in people's lives. And that's why we do what we do here. Um, I was blessed to uh, Casey's mom. Connie is here tonight. Um, huh? And the interesting thing about that is when I was strung out, um, Michelle had, didn't have a whole lot of friends. So she hung out with her friend that she worked with. And they did stuff together because I was, I was not present. I was in my addiction. I was gone all the time. Um, and they would, they would do things together. They would go on walks together. They, would, they, went, camp, remember they went camping together at Pinto Lake. Um, and in case he was just like little, just a little guy. And I was in county jail, and I hear someone hollering at me, and it's him. He's like, hey, get me out of here. And, and so we talked for a minute, and I, I came home and told Michelle, and we were pretty excited about it and pretty amazed the way that God works because for us to be able to give back to somebody that we felt gave to us who offered friendship within our family when I was not present, and then to fast forward all of these years and to be available for somebody in her family, that, that only happens in God's economy, Amen. We, we could have not, we couldn't have planned this, um, and if we could, we wouldn't plan something to, to wish for somebody to have such a horrible time, but it's, your son is here, he's doing awesome, he's a, he's a great kid, God has a plan for his life, his story is yet to be written, amen? So the, the title of my study tonight, and we're in Hebrews chapter 13, it's our last chapter in the study of Hebrews. And I just reading through it and just what's been going on in my world, and I say this all the time, just be nice, right? I say it all the time. People butt heads and they're arguing and they're bickering. I'm like, come on, just, just be nice. And I, I know people say, well, it's easy for you to say you're not living in a house full of 22 dudes. Well, I did. I did. Uh, Michelle and I were doing a walkthrough with a group that, su that supports the bridge financially, and we were letting them know that the room that they were touring was the room that we lived in for five years. And when you live in a men's home with 22 dudes, every 10 seconds, everybody just has one question. Like they're the only person that only has one question, and you're just going to be left alone the rest of the time. Nah, it doesn't stop. It's, it's constant, but it is what it is. So now we live in the women's home, and we hear a ding instead of an ock, and it's always, but it is what it is. But the bottom line is we have to just think about, we, at times we just need to dig, dig deep with inside ourselves and just find the nicer side of what we're trying to do, and just take that moment and take that harsh thought or that harsh statement, 
Just maybe think about it for a minute, and then just maybe think of a nicer way of saying something you're trying to say. Amen? Wouldn't that go a long way with everybody? It would, right? So it's a good thing to practice. So um, we have been, the bridge guys and the bridge ladies have been blessed. We have been hosted by Compass, I mean not Compass, by Wellspring Church all week. Uh, Pastor Aaron took us through uh, Colossians 1 and 2, and when I was preparing for this study, and I'm going to read the first few verses, then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to veer off for a moment. So if you want to follow on with me, it says, keep loving one another, amen, as brothers and sisters, and don't forget to show hospitality to, to strangers, for some who have done this might have entertained angels without realizing it. And so we are to be loving, right? Nice to one another, hospitable to one another. I always tell everybody, when you get up in the morning, why don't you make somebody else a cup of coffee or somebody's laundry is in the dryer instead of just putting it up there in a big heap and letting it get, why don't you fold it for them, right? Fold it and put it on the dryer. Better yet, go put it on their bed. I'm not telling you to put a mint on their pillow too, but just going that little bit of that extra mile and blessing somebody we're the ones that end up being blessed, amen? And that's just how it works. But I was thinking of that, that verse in Colossians, so I'm going to read Colossians 2.8, because we as believers, we also have to be aware, right? So Colossians 2.8 says, be aware, lest anyone take you captive, captive through philosophy or empty deceit, according to the traditions of men and according to the basic principles of the world. So at a point in time, we have to become our own men or women, not depending on everybody else's advice or everybody else's opinion. You need to come to that point in your life when you're grown up enough where you can look at Scripture, you can take godly advice, or you can listen to godly people, and then you can draw your own conclusion. You can build your own protection. So when somebody tells you something, or gives you bad advice, you could say, no. You know, when they're training agents to recognize counterfeit money, and I've said this before, they don't show them counterfeit bills and say, look for bills like this. They train them to know what real money looks like. So they know what a real bill looks like. So when they see something that, other than a real bill, they're like, hey, that's not real. That's not legit. That's counterfeit. So that's us. We know what the truth is. We know a genuine person. We know, we know a true heart when you see it. Instead of just all the nonsense, the smoke in the mirror, the just the babbling, amen? You know, you can look at people that have a gentle and quiet spirit. The first time, and I'm not trying to embarrass him, the first time that Jonathan came here, Michelle was saying he is so genuine in his spirit. And we, I'd never even met him. He just came in and Bob said, hey, this is going to be plain. And I'm like, hey, welcome, thank you. But some people, you just see genuineness in their spirit. And as he begins to share more of his life, as he comes, we understand that his life has been seasoned with blessings and seasoned also, and thank you for sharing that, seasoned with hardship. But he still loves and depends on Christ. And he is that man because he studies the word. He draws conclusions for himself. He doesn't just listen to all the 
the jibber-jabber and the nonsense and, the, you know, the, all the stuff that the world has to offer. Amen? And when we were with Pastor Aaron, I was looking at the word empty deceit, and I'm like, to me, the word deceit is empty anyway, so what exactly does that mean? And so I, like, a, like you know, I thought, okay, well, I'm going to investigate this so I can share it. So I actually looked it up. The word empty deceit, the description comes from the Greek word kinos, meaning vain, empty, or delusional. I have had many conversations with bridge men and ladies or other people that I've counseled with in my office, and I look them in the eyes and say, are you just delusional? Do you not have a clue about what's going on? Right? So we don't want to be empty. We don't want to be delusional. We don't want to just be that far off of base. And the way that we make sure we're not that far off of base is we know where we're going. We know what we're doing. Right? The beauty about what Jonathan shared was though his mom was not healed here, we know as believers that we are healed on the other side of eternity. You know, when my grandma, my grandma, who was the most godly woman that I knew, and ornery as could be, to boot, man, I'll tell you what. Um, but um, when, she was, when she was dying, the, uh, the hospital that Michelle and I both worked at, they kept calling us like, where are you at? Where are you at? Where are you at? Where are you at? And we're like, we're driving. You know, the nurses would call, how far away are you? Because your grandma's asking, your grandma's asking. And, and she was waiting for me to walk in the room to die. And, and she did. She told me a half-dirty joke. I'm seriously, she's like, you know, like, you know, you're ex- I'm expecting to hear this, like, this wisdom, like, if you build it, they will come. Right? <laughs> she tells me this, like, dirty joke about this old lady. And I'm like, Grandma, seriously? On your deathbed, you're going to tell me a joke. She did, and then she, uh, she told me some things she wanted me to have, um, a ring for my daughter and some, some things that they got from their friends for their wedding present, like some 50 years earlier. And so she wanted to make sure that I knew where those things were, and so I actually went to her house and retrieved them, got back to the hospital, and within minutes she died. Um, but I knew that God healed her in heaven. So that's where the, 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 the graves into gardens, right? Amen, hallelujah, praise the Lord. But we know that because we're not, fooled with, we're not fooled with the stupidity of the world. We're not filled with all this empty-headed stuff that doesn't make any sense. Amen? Amen. So get into the word. So let's go back here, and I'm going I'm to hit on this verse again, verse 2. It says, don't forget to show hospitality for strangers, for those who have done may have entertained angels without knowing. Now, that sounds crazy, doesn't it? Doesn't it? It's like one of those stories that you tell people, and they're like, they're like look at you like you're a nut. I, I know for a fact that this happened to me at one point in time. It was the most stunning thing that ever happened to me in my life. I got goosebumps. I called Michelle. I told her what just happened to me. She's like, what? And it wasn't until like two years later when someone said something that was the same thing that she said that explained to me what she said. And I'm like, I called Michelle again. I said, remember that thing from like two years ago? This ha- and so it was the confirmation of what that lady had said two years earlier. You know, this lady told me years before this happened that this was going to happen on a bus in, in Marina. She told me I was going to be doing this. Are you out of your mind? How would she know that? 
She walked up to me, told me that I was going to be doing this someday, and then got off the bus. She didn't vanish her. I mean, she just walked across the Lucky's parking lot, and I'm like, what? I, wasn't, I didn't even have a chance to be nice to her because she didn't want to hear anything I had to say. She just wanted to tell me something and then leave. And I'm like, are you kidding me? So you're the one who did this. Um, but she was right. How would I, I mean, somebody to tell me that this was going to happen in like years later, it was like, are you out of your mind, lady? Um, so for, for me, I believe that that, that that moment was this scripture for me. So be nice. You don't know when that little old lady you're talking to is going to be some incredible part of your life later. You don't know being kind to a stranger is going to do for you. But think about this. You're being kind to somebody, and I'm just going to relate it to Starbucks. I pulled up to Starbucks the other day, and, you know, and, you know, hey, you know, I, was, I think I was with Q, right? And I, I said, hey, let's go grab a coffee. He gets in the car, and he says, am I in trouble? I said, no, I'm taking you to coffee. You're not in trouble. We're just going to go have coffee. Oh, I'm not in trouble? I said, no, just because you get in my car doesn't mean you're in trouble. And so um, we, we pulled up, and they said, the, you know, the person in front of you paid for you. I'm like, oh, well, that's really nice, so let's pay for the person behind me. You know, it's something silly, but it's just a little act of kindness that can totally change the trajectory of somebody's day. You know, what if that would have been my last six bucks that I was willing to spend on Q, and then I got blessed back with it? Or what if the person behind me was deciding whether it's gas or coffee, right? And they got both. You guys know what that's like. I got six bucks. I can buy dope or gas. And you're trying to figure out how to split it so you can get a little bit of both, right? Right? You guys know what I'm talking about. Uh, so don't act like you don't. All right. So... It says, so if some have done this and have entertained angels without realizing, it says, remember those, remember those in prison. You know, whenever I go to the jail, my heart just kind of breaks. Because everybody, it's like, and, 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 I, and I don't mean this, it's like, when, you know when you go to the SPCA, right, and all the dogs are at the cage and they're all wagging their tails, right? Because they all want to do what? They all want to go home with you. Adopt me, right? When I go to the jail, it's kind of the same thing. They're not wagging their tails, but everybody wants me to take them home. Can you get me out of jail? I would take all of them if I could. I don't have the space to put them all, but I guess Michelle and I could move into the jail. Oh, can you imagine that 1,100 times a day? No, it's more than that because people don't just do once a day. That just doesn't happen. But everybody in there wants to do something different. So what I'm going to say to you tonight is if you were there and you're here, take advantage of that, right? That's an answered prayer. If you were living in your car and you're here now, take that as an answered prayer. If you were on the streets and you're here, that's an answered prayer. If you have housings in Pueblo or one of the other programs, thank God for that. Right? Because there are not a lot of services out there for all of us that really need them. You know? And I'm just glad that we can, we can have a meeting here where we can get a bunch of us together and we can 
praise together. We can encourage. I, I know that, that Claudia was very taken back by, by the story about his mom because she lost her daughter to, to drugs. And I noticed how some of the ladies just gathered around her and hugged on her and loved on her. That's why we're here. That's what it's about. It's about support for one another. It's not, I hope you're not coming for the free popcorn and the, the fudge and the angel food cake and the, and, and the coffee, which is good. And by the way, I want to, our hospitality team that, that is led by Dorothy and, yeah, you guys are doing a great job. You know, it's great to come in to see ladies smiling at you that have come in early, that are, that are baking things and chocolate you know, if, if you attend Ginny Craig or one of those other meetings, I apologize. Um, we're not trying to sabotage you with the, the fudge and the cake and the chocolate and the honey sticks and the popcorn. <laughs> we're just trying to welcome you and bless you and, and, and give us an opportunity to fellowship. So if you didn't get any popcorn, I can see that machine is like half full. You better get some when you go out. And just a quick reminder, if you didn't get communion, grab it off the back table because we'll be partaking of that um, during the last song. And then, like Vanessa mentioned, we're going to open the food pantry. So if, if you're here and you need some things, some dry goods or some food, um, please feel free to, to go in there and take advantage of that. We want to be able to offer that as well. All right, so remember those um, in prison as if you were there yourself right? A lot of us have been in jail, haven't we? Right? And I'm, I'm proud to say that I have been in jail, and I, not that I'm bragging about being in jail, but what I'm saying is that I'm glad God allowed me to have that experience so that I understand what people have gone through and what they're going through. I know what it's like to be in the county jail, and I know what it's like to, you know, you, know, you don't get a blanket. You don't get a pillow. I mean, come on. What do they do with all of our tax dollars, right? You know, I was like, are you kidding me? This is like, this is awful. Um, but it says, remember those in prison as if you were there for yourself. Remember those who are being mistreated as if they felt your, play, your, your pain in their own bodies. Give honor to marriage. Remain faithful to one another in marriage. You know, but also I want to say remain faithful to one another in friendship. Right? Honor your friendships. Cultivate those relationships. Instead of like figuring out what can we argue about, how can I invest in this relationship and bless somebody? Like, go the extra mile, right? It's what it's about. We're, we're here to learn about the Bible, but I think the main thing that we do here as we go through the Bible expositionally is to, because for me, when I became a believer, I would come in and and listen to Bible teachings, and I'm like, well, big deal, but how does that matter to me? So I try to probably take the majority of what, I know there's a method for doing Bible studies. Um, for me, that I kind of blow it out of the water, because I believe that, that reading the word, interpreting it, and then letting people know how now does, now how does this fit into your life? To me, the how does this fit into your life is what changed my life. So the way that I teach when I teach is I take a bigger emphasis on that because it's like, it does, if you don't understand how to apply it, then you know what I mean? Like, I asked Claudia, how do you make tortillas? And she says, oh, it's simple, warm water, flour, and lard, and salt. Well, 
okay? Well, tell me that and come back in an hour and you're going to have clay, right? <laughs> Give that to Claudia and come back in an hour, you're going to have like 350 beautiful tortillas that are yummy with warm butter on them. <laughs> so it doesn't mean no good for her simply to say water, flour, salt, and lard. Got to have the lard. No tortillas without lard, amen? Um, but if you don't tell somebody how to take water, flour, lard, and salt, and actually make a tortilla, it doesn't do a lot of good, does it? So how the heck does this fit into our life? Well, so tonight we're going to say, start out by being nice to somebody. Start about caring and thinking about other people. Bless them. Be a friend of them. Cultivate those relationships. It says in here to honor your marriage. Well, I want you to honor your friendships as well because that is important because if you're not married or you plan on being married by you cultivating relationships now, that's going to help you when you are in that place in life because now you know how to cultivate a relationship that is going to bless you. Amen? Amen? That's what it's about. All right. Remain faithful to one another in marriage, and God will surely judge the people who are immoral. Ouch! Right? But we always think that's not going to be us. Oh, God didn't see that. Do you remember Jonah? Remember, everybody remember Jonah? He ran and he hid from God. How did that work out? Was he successful? No. I'd like toward the end of the book twice, he said, just kill me. Just kill me now because I really don't want to do what you're asking me to do. Have you ever felt like that? Please don't make me, don't make me go to church. Don't make me go to that recovery. Don't make me be nice to him. Surely you don't want me to be nice to her. Oh, absolutely. Yes, yes. God is talking to you. If, if, that, if you're feeling something inside, then yes, it's for you. Sometimes people say, well, did somebody tell you what happened because you, you were talking to me? No, nobody no, I, I told some guys this morning in Devo, we were talking. I said, actually, we're going to be talking about that later today. It, it's called a God moment. Uh, this, if this is you, then it's you. For, you know, then, then let's take these applications and let's change the things that we need to change, right? Be nice. Now, tomorrow, everybody's going to be nice. You know, it's funny because at the bridge, we're really blessed. Uh, I think most of you know Pastor Manny Colazzo. That, that attends here. He's one of the, he's the executive pastor. And uh, he came to me a few weeks ago and he said, hey, Mike, I got this crazy idea. I want to spend a week in the bridge. I'm like, full on, no phone, homework, work at the store, do dishes in the grill on Sunday. He says, full thing. Interview, intake, sleep in the bunk beds, no phone. Everything, right? Top bunk, you, amen, right? <laughs> Right? And, and so he, he actually ran it by, by Pastor Nate so he could actually get the week off of work. So this summer, he will make a phone call from his house. He'll say, my name is Manny Colazzo. I want to come into the bridge. And he will go online and fill out an application. He'll call Lauren. We'll schedule a phone interview. I will do a phone interview. We'll do a full intake with him. We'll, we'll search his belongings. We'll take away his computer, his phone, any thing that he has that doesn't belong there, and we will put him in a room, right? And he will go through the bridge, right? Just like anybody else. Why would he do that, right? 
because he wants to know the experience, right? And the reason I brought that up is because it's funny. He's going to come back and he's going to say, these guys are so nice. They're doing each other's laundry. They're cooking for each other. They pray for each other constantly, right? And Greg was like, yeah, you guys are all going to be a bunch of suck-ups when Manny's here, right? But imagine, uh, here, follow me here. Imagine if that's the way we were, just not because we're being watched. Come on, think about it. Isn't that true? Imagine if we were like that and nobody was watching. That would be awesome. Because I know that I know that I know that I, I was born at night. It wasn't last night. I know that everybody's going to be on their best behavior. And maybe that's good. Maybe a week of being on your best behavior, maybe that will, maybe that will be a benefit. Maybe we can get Denise Colazzo or Denise Buck to come and live in the Bridge Women's Home. For, I don't know. Five women, one bathroom. That's dangerous. But hey, you never know. Six women, one bathroom. But hey, you never know. Um, so let's talk about being faithful. It says, don't love money. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that's most of our worries. Or maybe we love it, we just don't have it, right? I mean, I know. But I'll tell you what, I'm broker probably than I've ever been. But I'm happier than I've ever been. I don't, I don't have my, my city retirement from the city of Carmel or, the city, or, or all the places I've worked as a firefighter or a paramedic. I don't have, I don't have all that stuff anymore. But it, when I had it, it, it didn't make me happy, right? Um, we met with a retirement guy, and it's like, I told Michelle, we're going to have to put like 90% of our income into our retirement to be able to retire. So my retirement plan is just to pass during one of these meetings, and you guys can just drag me out the side door. So, I don't know. So, uh, so be satisfied with what you have. For God has said, I will never fail you. If you're here tonight and you're alive, he has not failed you. I like to say any day above ground is a good day. I like the sunshine on my face, right? I know a day will come when I will die. I, I know that. But for now, while I'm here, I like the sun on my face. I don't want to die prematurely from being disobedient or doing something stupid and God allowing me to go. I don't, I don't want that. So... I will never fail you. I, I will never abandon you. Who leaves who in these relationships? How many times have we committed to, like yesterday, Pastor, uh, during growth night, Pastor Nate was talking about getting on a Bible reading plan. And so I do what I do every time someone says Bible reading plan. I open the app store and I thought, looking through all the Bible, and I'm like, how many times have I done this? And I've never actually downloaded one of them. Don't get me wrong, I'm, I'm not saying that I don't read through the Bible but not as much as I should. So I was like, man, I, I do this all the time. And once again, I find myself download, and I didn't download one. So today I was feeling like a little guilty, like why didn't I download one? And this is going to sound really funny. The women's one looked better, better than the guys. Like the, for the Bible in here for ladies, they're like pretty fancy. They're like, they, they have character, the guys. And I'm like, I don't want to do download a Bible reading plan in a year for a woman and have one, some guy grab my phone. I'll never hear the end of it, you know. <laughs> Pastor Nate occasionally grabs my phone and goes through it, oh, no. right? And that would just be all bad. 
He would say, that's not what I meant, Mike. Um, But anyway, it says, so we can say with confidence, the Lord is my helper, so I will have no fear. What can people do to me? Right? What what can somebody do to me that's really going to hurt me or harm me? Does it really matter? Does it matter if somebody says something about me? You know, I mean, think about it. We, when we're out there on the streets in our addiction, sneaking into liquor stores, adult bookstores, the dope man's house, we don't care who sees us. We don't care what anybody says about us. And we become a Christian, all of a sudden we care, like, oh, is somebody going to see me going to church? Is somebody going to criticize me because I'm bringing my Bible? Right? Think, think about it. What would, my, what would my friends think if they saw me? Right? Don't we say that? What would my friends think if they saw me? Would I be ashamed? Would I be embarrassed? Well, you shouldn't be because you weren't embarrassed when you were in jail. You know, you had no shame calling everybody, hey, put money on my books. Give me a, send me an eye care package. You know, pick me up. Come and visit me on visiting day. So you should just as easily call somebody and say, I need a ride to church. You got any money? I, I want to buy a new Bible, right? Think about turning your life in that direction and see what that does for you. So that goes back to the being filled with the philosophy and empty deceit. You know, get real, get a grip. What, what did that life get for you? If you joined a gym, right, and went in on day one and weighed in and got measured and then six months later went back to the gym And they were like, well, gosh, I don't know what happened. You gained like 90 pounds. (laughs) You gained like 12 inches in your waist. Your shirt buttons are popping off, right? Would you go back to that gym? Would you? You should say no. But you go to the dope man, you lose weight, you lose money, you lose friends, you lose your freedom, and you go back. Why? Does that make sense? I'm getting sucked up, tore up, ripped off, warrants off from my arrest, but I'm still going to go back. What kind of deal is that? Come to church, free coffee, friends, get welcomed, go to the food pantry, have people pray for you, have people love you, have people hug you, feel safe, feel secure. Don't worry about getting pulled over, right? (laughs) See what a difference that makes? It's a big difference. Totally big difference. So in the next few minutes, I'm going to have Jonathan come up because we are going to have a closing song, and you will be able to, uh, you know, Jonathan can lead you in communion if you'd like, or he could just have you take it where you're at. But communion is really a really important part about, we, about what we're doing because what I try to tell you guys is to remember the pain of how you felt shivering in your car there were nights in my car when I was living in the parking lot here at the church. I, I would look at my gas gauge going, I don't even know if I'm going to make it to the dope dealers in Salinas in the morning, but I need to start my van because I'm freezing to death. You know, so there was that debate. If I, if I turn on the car and run the heater, I may not have enough gas to go get dope tomorrow. That, that is philosophy of empty deceit. That is, that is being delusional, right? Why would you want to live like that? Why wouldn't you want 
to do something different. Why wouldn't you want your mom to come and see you sober? Right? Next week, Claudia's whole family is going to be here, right? That's crazy. Her kids that wouldn't even talk to her, right? They're going to come and, and, and celebrate with her nine months. And that's going to be an awesome thing. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just do one. It says, remember your leaders who taught you and the word of God. I feel really weird reading that because I'm not looking, you know, I, you know I, I'm not saying remember me. I'm one of your leaders. There are many leaders in the room. We have Coach and we have Mark and we have Greg and we have Tommy and we have Susie and Michelle. And we always hear about what a blessing Ashley is to so many people, even though she's like, no, 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 you know. You know, I look up, and this is for me, too. This isn't just for you. I don't want you guys to ever think what I'm doing is just for you. It's for me, too. I look up to my leaders, Pastor Manny, Pastor Jeff, you know, Pastor Henry at Victory Outreach in Salinas. Pastor Herb was one of my biggest heroes in life before his life was taken by a person that he was praying for. He was murdered while he was praying for somebody. You know, that's pretty cool. You know, if you are a man who is devoting your life to other people and to have one of those people murder you while you're praying for them, that's a tragedy, but he died doing what he devoted his life to. And if he came back, he would say, I wouldn't want any other way. I wouldn't, want it, I wouldn't have it any other way. And I, and I know that because I knew him, and anybody that knew him would say that as well. So it says, remember your leaders, those who taught you the word of God. Remember, thank those people that are here for you, the people, the sound guys that come early and set up and take care of that, the people who, who practice and do worship for us, the people who come early and do hospitality, you know, Calvary Monterey for providing this space for us to use and, and being a church that is being known in this county, county, and I love this as a recovery church, right? The other churches are just saying, hey, I don't call Calvary, right? Amen, that's a blessing, that, that we're known as a church that reaches out to the afflicted, uh, the down and out, because God himself came to seek and save that which was lost. Amen? Isn't that a, that, isn't that a cool mission statement? Remember I told you guys to do personal mission statements? Imagine that. I can't, and you guys can't say this because you're not God. I came, only God can say this, my, mission my personal mission statement is I came to seek and save that which was lost. Isn't that pretty cool? I'm like, dang. That's, not, that's a, like a mic drop, right? Right? And that's what it's about. It's about allow, but you have to allow him to seek you, and you have to be willing to be set free so that you can experience the freedom in Christ. Amen. So, Lord, we thank you for tonight. We thank you for all the people that just came out just to check it out, see what's going on here. Lord, we thank you that they're here. We thank you for family and for people coming to support those in the ministry, Lord. And what a blessing they are to us as people from within this church come to support those that are in recovery and to be a part of their journey into freedom. So, Lord, we thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen.